Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now at the end of Judges chapter 1, looking at verses 33 through 36 in the New King James Version. Again, this is the incomplete conquest of the land. These are the tribes that were not as successful as Judah was. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Nor did Naphtali drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, or the inhabitants of Beth Anath. But they dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath were put under tribute to them. And the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountains, for they would not allow them to come down to the valley. And the Amorites were determined to dwell in Mount Heres, in Aijalon, and in Shealbim. Yet, when the strength of the house of Joseph became greater, they were put under tribute. Now the boundary of the Amorites was from the ascent of Akrabim to Selah and upward. Again, Judges chapter 1. Verses 33 through 36 in the New King James Version, which titles it, Incomplete Conquest of the Land. And this is now the defeats of the uh, children of Israel in trying to gain their allotted uh, property, props, property, yeah, their allotment in the promised land. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. We again are at the conclusion of Judges chapter 1, looking at verses 33 through 36 in the New King James Version. Thus far in this chapter, the tribes of Israel, at their best, experienced incomplete victory. The only uh, tribe that had more, mostly all victories, except for one, was the tribe of Judah. All the others incomplete. At their worst, they simply surrendered to and accommodated the enemy. God told them drive them out. They did not. But let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. The tribe of Naphtali found it difficult to counter the trend of the other tribes. So the other tribes were being defeated. So this defeat just, you know, the the, the defeat of one affects the conditions of others. So it's like it's a trend now. The tribes are not being of not being successful. God never intended for Israel to conquer the land of Canaan easily. And there are things in our lives that just not going to be easy. 
Even Christ said, some things come only by fasting and prayer. So the, uh, the things, the, the conquering and taking the land of Canaan wasn't going to be easy. And we saw that the tribes were not, the Canaanites were not willing to leave uh, their, their homelands. So they were fighting. And again, we can't help but think about the Ukrainians. But let me continue. He never uh, intended for it to happen uh, quickly. And it says to look at Exodus chapter 23, verses 29 and 30, and Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 22 through 24. Both say that God intended to give them the land little by little. They had to work for it. They had to trust God for it. They had to believe in his power and in his might, not their own. Though God planned for Israel to take the land through constant trust in him and frequent battles, they failed to do this and therefore did not drive out the inhabitants. The Canaanites, again, did not want to leave, and they did not. They fought back. It was almost as if, as if Israel said, if we can't take it easily, then we don't want it at all. And how many times have we, like a kid, if I can't have it this way, then I don't want it. And that's, I mean, God has given them a present. It's not the present they want. So since I have to work for it, I don't want it at all. Let me continue. Um, so they, they continue to dwell among the uh, Canaanites. And they, let's see, nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath were put under tribute to them. So the people of Naphtali combined two facets of surrendering to the enemy. In some regions of the territory, they lived under the shadow of the domineering Canaanites. In other regions, they put the Canaanites under tribute. Both facets fall short of God's command and intent for his people. The Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountains. And as I read that, you can't help but chuckle as you think, now these are people who have God on their side, but they're running from the enemy. It's like uh, the, 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 the warriors when Goliath was raging and they're cowering and afraid. And David with a simple slingshot and some stones, you know, stood toe to toe to a giant when a whole army was afraid of them, of him. But this is how Dan, you know, they ran off. The people of the Amorites did not want to give in and they forced the children of Dan into the mountains. The people of God were being pushed around by their enemies. And this should never be the case when God's people are walking in the strength of God. When the strength of the house of Joseph became greater, then they put them under tribute. And again, instead of doing what God said they should have done with the enemies to completely drive them out, they decided to use them as best they thought. Again, remember in the book of Judges, they do what's right in their own eyes. So what they thought was best was for their uh, own economy. They made their enemies pay tributes. And I wrote a lot more. My five minutes are up, but I do want to share this last little section uh, by Matthew Henry. And one thing says, when we take the attitude of spiritual surrender, uh, we will lose the war. 
and it happens in so many cases. And upon the whole matter, it appears that the people of Israel were generally very careless, both of their duty and the interest to just get it done. And instead of expelling the Canaanites, they made room for them and fit in with them. And that's how we are. When we start to give in a little to the devil, you know, it's just a, just a little sin. And, you know, there's no such thing as just a little sin. I'll just do this little thing and then I'll be okay. That little foothold, that little toehold gives Satan control. And that is not God's plan for our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we've come to the end of Judges chapter 1. We thank you for the complete and glorious work of Jesus Christ, Christ on our behalf, especially as we read of the incomplete victories of the children of Israel. You gave them, a, gave them an assignment. You showed them and led them and guided them on what to do. You gave them leaders in Joshua and Caleb to tell them and show them what needed to be done and the job was so incomplete and father we thank you that there was nothing left incomplete in the victory christ won for us on the cross and through his resurrection and father this lesson also tells us that we should not uh, be lulled into a false sense of safety because there is danger and is dangerous and seductive it uh, pacifies us. It makes us think, you know, and ignore, ignore the reality of spiritual battles that are so clearly in front of us. Father, help us to um, uh, not be lulled into that sense of that false sense of security where uh, things that look good or feel good but aren't right or allowed to be a part of our lives. Father, again, we pray for those who need you in a special way. The needs are so many, Father. Those who need you to comfort, to heal, to touch, to provide. Uh, again, pray a hedge of protection around the Ukrainians. Protect those who have decided to go back home because there is no place like home. Bless them, Father, and keep them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.